We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Well, greetings, friends and fellow citizens, and welcome to the We the People Convention News and Opinion radio show and podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. I'm the host of this show. I'm also the president of the We the People Convention. And this show and this uh, podcast are brought to you by the donations of the generous people who give to the We the People Convention to make all of this possible. And we're so excited to have you with us, whether you're listening on our five-station radio network on uh, Saturday mornings uh, across the state of Ohio, or if you're watching the podcast uh, anywhere in the country, uh, and, and really anywhere in the world for that matter, we welcome all of you. For those of you who are new to this radio broadcast or podcast, I'm just telling you, you know, strap on your seatbelt, grab a pen, because uh, this is a, a show that's going to give you information you've not gotten anywhere else, and it's, uh, and it's a show about action What we are about is defending our individual liberty and freedom and prosperity and our nation and our constitution. And ladies and gentlemen, we are doing exactly that. I am so excited to talk to you about the things that we are doing, that you are doing, the listeners of this show are doing, the people who are patriots in this nation are doing to fight the communist left and to, you know, go out and just impose our will on the people who want to impose their will on us. That's this is really all about. And folks, we're just killing it. And uh, for those of you who are new to the show, you need to understand you know, how this all came about. This, uh, this program was put together because we knew a year ago that the left was going to try to deny us the ability to communicate our message. They were going to try to silence our voices so that you know, they could defeat Donald Trump and impose socialism slash capitalism, slash communism uh, on us, you know, from the federal government on down to the, you know, the, the states and the cities and the counties and everywhere else. And uh, we are not going to let them impose socialism or communism on us. We're going to fight them back. We are fighting them back. And we are, like I said, we are just plain killing it, folks. Um, you know, if you want proof, you know, when I say to you guys, we're going to be censored, you know, you, you know it, you've seen it, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, Google, I've told you about our emails getting blocked. That's why we do text messaging. I told you about Facebook. If you're watching the podcast right now, and you can do that at we, the people convention.org, you'll see uh, a Facebook post from last week's podcast. And you'll see that even though we have like, 2,000 people that follow one of our Facebook pages, you'll see that only 58 people ever got to view that posting. That's called shadow banning, folks. That means that you post something on social media, and without telling you, they make sure that none of the people that follow you, none of the people that want to get the information from you, get to see that information. That's why we do this radio show. That's why we do the podcast, because we've got to get our information out in another way, and we are doing that. So let me get right to it. And if you want to watch the podcast, you just go to wethepeopleconvention.org, click on the little yellow button, 
you know, it's right there. And a podcast is just a video stream. So you can, you can just watch it on your computer. Uh, it's also on iTunes as an audio podcast. It's on YouTube as video. You can watch it on your TV, on Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV. Just look for We the People Convention in the apps section, and you can do that. But let's get after it right now because you are getting after it, and we are just doing great things. As you know, a couple weeks ago, we had a convention in Columbus, Ohio, and at that convention, we laid out our battle plan for winning the 2020 election, and we introduced uh, the things that you can do to help fight uh, and win in this election. And I, I, I'm so excited that hundreds of you have signed up to work with our partners, the NRA, in their texting program, in their door-to-door program. And I'm going to announce for you today a, a completely different program that you may want to get involved with. But if you want to get involved, if you want to do texting for the NRA, you just uh, text the, uh, the letters P2P, the letter P, the number two, the letter P, to 703-708-4664. If you want to do door knocks, you can uh, you know go knock on your neighbor's doors or other places in, in your area and, and hand out literature. You can uh, text the letters D, the number two, and the letter D, two D2D, D2D to 703-708-4664. But I was talking with David Conti uh, before the broadcast, and he was telling us that he has people from Ohio. And, and at our convention, I told you, if you were at the convention, I said, I told the NRA that we, the Tea Party people in Ohio, want to be the Navy SEALs of the NRA. We don't want to just win Ohio. We know we have to win the other battleground states, and we want to help fight and win there. And last week, I mentioned that we were doing texting into Iowa. This week, David tells me that uh, Ohioans were texting into Iowa, Georgia, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Texas, and North Carolina. And, t- and just to give you some idea of the numbers, if and I said there's hundreds of you who have volunteered. If 100, just 100, does 5,000 texts in a week, which folks, you're just sitting there on your computer, your laptop, your phone, and you just go click, 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 click. You can do 60 in a minute, okay? So you can do 5,000 in a week while you're just watching Fox News on your couch, okay? If 100 people do 5,000 a week, that's 500,000 text messages a week. That's 5 million by the end of this uh, election season. We're doing five times that. It's awesome. You're awesome. But David told me about a new project they're working on. And some of you who are Tea Party you know, uh, you know, veterans who've been around for the last 10, 11, 12 years, you're, you're going to know more about this. You're going to feel more comfortable with this. But basically, we all know that Pennsylvania is a key state. And since it borders Ohio, the NRA is, is going to work to get some of us in Ohio to cross the border into Pennsylvania from Erie all the way down to north of Pittsburgh. And those of you who are listening to WWVA in Wheeling, West Virginia, I'm talking to you guys too. If What they're going to do is they're actually going to pay for your hotel room and for your meals and things to go and spend some time starting in mid-September in Pennsylvania knocking on the doors that we need to knock on. As I said, it's all integrated with our text messaging, right? We send these texts to see if you're a Trump supporter, a Biden supporter, or undecided. Then they send some mailings. Then they send people to go knock on the doors of the undecided people. 
Then we try to text again to see by election day where you're at. So they want to put this together in Pennsylvania. So if you want to go to Pennsylvania and do doors from Erie down towards northern Pittsburgh, you got to uh, just text the letters PA, you're like Pennsylvania state code, PA to 703-708-4664, and they will uh, get back to you and set you up to be able to do that because that's what we got to do to win this election, folks. We got to be willing to do what we have to do to win this election. We're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our country. We're fighting for our family. And all of you within the range of my voice need to look deep within your soul and ask yourself if you're doing what all that you can do for your country. Because that's, this is the time to do it. That's what you have to do. And I'm giving you the things to do. And the, the, the texting and the door-to-door it's just one part of it. Let's let's go on to the next part of it. Last week, I talked about our um, partnership with Free Ohio Now. You can go to freeohionow.com, and they're kind of working with me because I don't have enough staff to coordinate 88 counties to do these Trump train road rallies and sign waves. If you go to freeohionow.com on Facebook, you're going to see a video from this past weekend of a, a Trump train road rally uh, that was in Tiltonsville, Ohio, in down around Jefferson and Belmont counties. Folks, this was unbelievable. The video went for 17 minutes to show you all the cars, the trucks, the RVs, the buses, the motorcycles. My wife and I sat there in awe watching this to see these people so excited, so happy, Cars decorated, flags, banners, you know, writing on the on the windows, all supporting Trump and other candidates who are you know, conservative candidates. There had to be 300 cars in this Trump train. We want to be doing those in every county in Ohio, all 88 counties. And you folks in Pennsylvania and in Kentucky and Indiana and Michigan who get this signal, you can do it too. Go to freeohionow.com and sign up for your county, okay? And they'll give you all the information on how to do it. It's easy. You just meet in a parking lot. You decorate your cars. You grab a map and you go drive around the areas where you think you can get votes. And you show people that the people, we the people, support Donald Trump for president. And it's just awesome. And the other thing we talk about is sine waves. Everyone can do sine waves. Sine waves are so effective. I talked to you about, you know, Facebook and Google and Twitter and how they're banning us because they don't want us to get our message out. You get more people at a seeing you at a sine wave or a Trump train road rally than you'll ever get on Facebook. The most exposures I've ever gotten on Facebook was maybe 100,000 for one video, okay, that I did for one day. But when you're doing sine waves, you can get 20,000 cars at a time. If we're doing those in 88 counties, we're doing like 1.8 million people. And, and you don't need 50 people to do a sine wave. You don't need 50 people to do, uh, you know, uh, or 300 people to do a Trump train road rally. If you get five cars, decorate them up, drive them around. You get three friends, go stand at a busy intersection, hold your Trump signs and be proud and just say, vote Trump, vote Trump. It's all you got to do. It's fun and it's simple and it's easy. The other thing that we're just 
killing it on, folks. And if you get my emails, you saw this story, or if you get my text, you saw it. If you don't, go to wethepeopleconvention.org, just right on the front page, enter your email address, enter your phone number. And I'm asking for your phone number because Google and AOL and Yahoo are blocking 60% of our emails. So if you give me your phone number, I text you a link to the emails so you don't miss them, okay? So I sent this out because we are doing this barn builder program. We've put signs, big signs, I mean 12 by 20, uh, you know, 8 by 16. We had two signs this week that were 20 by 40, 20 foot by 40, folks. That's a big sign in Fremont, Marysville, Marietta, Amherst. Green Springs, Vandalia, Ravenna, Galleon, Spencerville, West Milton, Zanesville. That's just a portion, just a portion of the signs that we've put out. I've got a list to order again today. I'm getting them every day. And you know, right now, with just the signs we have, we're going to have 700,000 impressions a week from just those signs, which means by the end of the 10 weeks going forward, it's going to be 7 million. This is awesome. Take that Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, Google. How many people are on Twitter? Not as many as they say. How many people are on Facebook? Not everybody. But boy, people are driving around Ohio and they're seeing our Trump sign. And it's awesome. And you can get a sign at our barn builder. If you've got a barn in a high traffic area, you just send an email to me at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. Give me the size of the sign. Measure the area where you can put it, okay? And then send me your shipping address, and we'll order a sign be made up for you, and then we'll ship it to you. Now, these signs cost money, obviously. We're trying to give them free to the people who are doing the work to hang them, giving us the barn. But if you can make a donation, those of you who can't put up a big sign— please go to wethepeopleconvention.org and donate so that we can get as many signs as possible up you know, throughout Ohio by election day. Because this is how you win, folks. This is what it's all about. And we're killing them. We're just killing these guys. The other thing we did, you know, we talked about that all of you can do, and you've got to do this. You've got to register people to vote. I've said to you this a hundred times. There are 9 million people in Ohio that can vote. Only 7.2 are registered. Those 1.8 people, million people who are not registered are in rural red counties. They can register on their phone. So when you're talking to people in your rural community, just say, Bob, Betty, are you registered to vote here in Ohio? Maybe they just moved there. Maybe they haven't voted in a long time and you fall off the registration rolls. We need every vote to crush the left, to crush the commies and elect Trump and defend our country. So if you just go to voteohio.gov, how hard is that to remember? Voteohio.gov. Right there on the phone, you put in your name, your address, your, your driver's license number, and you're registered. I was mistaken. Someone corrected me. I thought that once you did that, the Board of Elections sent you something that you had a sign, but they're telling me now that that's how you register. Well, register. Register all your relatives, all your friends. Be relentless. All of you can do this. The other thing we got to do is we got to work the polls, and I've been talking to you about that. 
We need 35,000 people to work the polls in Ohio. If you go to voteohio.gov, there's a link there that talks about that. But all you have to do is call your local board of elections and say, I want to volunteer to work the polls. Not volunteer, you get paid. You get paid about 135 bucks. Now, that ain't big money because you work like a 12-hour day, okay? But the bottom line is, if we want in-person voting, we got to have the people who work the polls. And I got an email from Frank LaRose, Secretary of State, this week, where he gave me a list of how many poll workers we need in every county. And they're working on that dashboard I talked to you about, where I asked Frank to build on the Secretary of State's website a list of, here's all the workers I need in this county. Here's how many I have. Here's how many I need to get so that you can keep score and you can keep recruiting until we have enough. Because we don't want to get to two weeks before the election and have them say, well, we can't vote in person because we don't have the people. Baloney. We're not going to get in that position. We're going we're gonna to be ready. And, and you need to be ready because guess what I found out uh, just this week? How's this story? LeBron James, the racist NBA player from Akron, launches a multi-million dollar campaign to recruit poll workers. NBA star LeBron James Voting Rights Organization is launching a multi-million dollar campaign to, cre- to recruit young poll workers in black communities for the November election. More Than a Vote, which is his organization, consists of athletes, state election officials, and NAACP Legal Defense Fund will work to draft activists to work in the polls in southern and battleground states, including Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, Iowa, excuse me, Ohio, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and South Carolina. Right? That's what they're doing. Well, we, you know, now that's okay, because remember, when you, when we work at the Board of Elections, there's, it's supposed to be one Democrat, one Republican all the time. Okay. So they got to recruit their people, but we got to recruit our people. You got to fight back and you got to get that dude in that stuff. And I'll tell you, you know, they're worried and see you're patriots. You're doing this for love of country, whether it's, you know, doing the NRI peer peer texting, whether it's doing door to door through the NRA, whether it's going to Pennsylvania to knock on doors for the NRA, whether it's doing a, a Trump train road rally, it's doing a sign wave, you're doing a, a barn builder sign, or, or you're working the polls, or you're registering people. You're doing that for love of country. Yeah, the left can't do that. They got to pay people. If you're watching the podcast, I've got a Craigslist ad on on the screen out of Pittsburgh where they're having to pay $12 an hour to get people to help a phone bank to increase vote by mail. They got to pay people because people are not patriots on the left. They aren't patriots. When you if we learned this at the Tea Party years ago, we would go, we'd have to take a day off from work. We'd have to pay for our own bus ticket. We'd have to you know, uh, pay for our own meals to go to Washington or Columbus or wherever to protest, to get our, our representatives to treat us right and vote for legislation we want. And we'd be there and there'd be the lefties there. They're all getting paid. Their bus is being paid for. They're getting their meals paid for. They're getting T-shirts. They're, their teachers are getting the day paid from work. If they're policemen or union members you know, that are in the fire union, they are getting their, their stuff paid. They're Hessian soldiers. You are patriots. We're going to defeat them, just like Washington did in Trenton on Christmas Eve during the Revolutionary War. And so let me just wrap up this segment by saying, listen, it's really two things we got to do. We got to get everyone to vote down ticket, meaning we want to defeat every Democrat. I don't care what they're running for. City council, county commissioner, school board, treasurer, 
president of the United States. We want to defeat them all. So everyone who votes for Donald Trump has to vote down ticket to every Republican. And it's going to be our job to let the people in our community know in each county who the Republicans are, particularly with judges, because they can't put R.D. next to their names. Okay. the second thing we got to do is we got to get people to understand that there is no Democratic Party. It has been taken over by the communists. If you vote for any Democrat for any office, then you are voting to aid the communist takeover and destruction of our United States. Don't be a commie. Don't vote for any Democrat. And you need to tell that to your brother-in-law, your sister, you know, your, your kids, the people who say that they're, you know, that they're for the Democrats, that they're commies. They're fighting against America if they vote for Democrats. And they need to understand they should be embarrassed to vote Democrat. Any Decent American should be embarrassed to vote for any Democrat because they're not Democrats, folks. They're communists. And we'll talk a lot more about that as the show continues. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to the We the People Convention, News and Opinion, radio show and podcast. And I'm Tom Zawistowski. Buckeye Firearms Association is Ohio's number one gun rights organization, protecting the rights of Ohio's four million gun owners. And you can get our weekly gun rights newsletter free. Receive breaking news and urgent alerts on gun laws. Stay up to date on self-defense and shooting sports. Discover pro-gun activities and events near you. Get your free gun rights newsletter now at bfanews.org. That's bfanews.org. bfanews.org. The Buckeye Institute was founded in 1989, and we're the longest-serving free market think tank in the state of Ohio. My goal is removing barriers to prosperity that have been put in place by government. We want for Ohio to be the freest and most prosperous state in the country. The Buckeye Institute is a source of common sense ideas that will have an impact on the nation as well as the state of Ohio. All right. Thanks for being with us on the radio and on the podcast. We're glad to have you with us on the show today. And so let's get right back into it. Uh, if you're watching this, the podcast, and again, you can do that at wethepeopleconvention.org. Even if you listen to the radio, afterwards, go to wethepeopleconvention.org and watch the rest of the podcast because the radio show is only 26 minutes. So the podcast is going to be an hour long. But on the screen, I've got a, an image that shows you just how stupid these people are on the left. There's a, it's a picture of CNN where they've got a guy covering the, the Kenosha, Wisconsin riots, okay? And the screen says, fiery but mostly peaceful protest after police shooting. And their reporter is standing there, and the whole world looks like it's in flames behind them. It's absolutely stunning how stupid they are and how stupid they think their viewers are. Now, I know none of you watch CNN, and if you do, I don't know what you're doing unless you're doing opposition research, okay? But the fact is, their ratings are in the tank because they do stuff like this all the time. And so, how stupid is the left? How about this one? The mayor of Portland, right? The city that has been under siege for, what, 90 days or something like that now? Riots every day, burning buildings, uh, going into neighborhoods and, and, and telling white people they got to give up their houses? Yeah, this moron says, Portland mayor says, unrest will ultimately burn itself out. Rioters again set fire to the Portland Police Union building on Monday. How would you like to have a mayor that says, well, you know, we know they've been burning our downtown, 
for 90 days. And we know all these businesses are closed and out of business. But if we just let them keep burning down all the other buildings, eventually they'll stop when there's no more buildings to burn down. Yeah, that's how stupid these people are. And that's why they're losing big time, big time, okay? All the polling, everything. This is going to be a landslide for Donald Trump if we work hard and we crush the commie Democrat left, okay? We got to do the work. We got to crush them. But here's a signal of how bad things are going because we all talked about, you know, and I said I barely even mentioned the Democratic Convention because, folks, it was it was horrible. It was so disgusting. It was, you know, just everybody sounded desperate and it was all dark and they offered nothing, no policies, no solutions. Listen to what this lady who called in the C-SPAN said after she watched the first couple nights of the RNC convention this week. Um, I'm a Democrat and our convention last week uh, uh, is no comparison to what I've seen in just the last two nights. What do you mean? I'm from Minnesota where all these riots and looting and the burning started, and I mean, not a mention about us last week, about saving our communities, helping our homeless, rebuilding our businesses, and this convention just in the last two nights has has awakened me that there is hope, that there are people that are willing to fight for us people in our communities. So there you have it. There you have a Democrat who is saying that it's it's just so helpful that in the Republican convention, people said, we're going to help the people who are being attacked by these communist leftists in Portland, Chicago, New York, L.A., Seattle, you know, Kansas City, Louisville, everywhere else. And, and she's a Democrat. And people are starting to get the message. OK, and so here's an interesting story that came out. Polling must be very bad for Dems because it sounds like the Dem memo just went out on the riots. And folks, that the, the, the polling is very bad, okay? Here's, here's what the latest polling says. Zogby. Now, Zogby is not Erasmussen. Zogby is a completely different group, and I don't really you know, believe that they're on our side. But basically, Zogby said the president has recorded his best job approval record uh, Zogby Analytics noted Wednesday revealing the results of the polling company's latest survey. The National Survey of U.S. Likely Voters conducted August 17th and 19th finds that 52% at least somewhat approve of Donald Trump's job performance, while 47% at least somewhat disapprove. Trump's record job approval is driven by urban voters concerned about violence. Uh, violent protests and crime ravaging large cities across the nation, Zogby reports. As violent protests and violent crime continues to spike in cities like Chicago, Milwaukee, New York, and Portland, Trump's standing with urban voters in large cities uh, and small cities is somewhat, at least somewhat approval, 49%, at least somewhat disapprove. So 51% approve, 49% disapprove. His law and order message is resonating with urban voters more than it did a year ago. Another factor continuing to help the president's high approval rating is a rise in crime in our nation's biggest cities. Unlike a year ago, the president is performing well with voters in large cities. Uh, Trump's rating was also improving drastically with voters age 18 to 29 with 54, uh, 50% approve. And with voters 30 to 64, 54% approve. Big trouble 
for our buddies in the Democrat Party. Okay, so what happened? Well, you started to hear it this week because they're seeing their own polling. They're saying, you know, there was a, a this horribly ugly scene in Washington D.C. where these white people who are Black Lives Matters people, right? They're 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 communists. They've been indoctrinated in college. These people were going to bars and restaurants outside of D.C. chanting white silence is violence and demanding that white diners show their solidarity. If you saw that video, you would be just horrified by these people coming to a restaurant and bullying these people just trying to have a meal. They were intimidating people, trying to force them to raise their fists in the the socialist black fist uh, power salute, reminding people of the troubled behavior of the Chinese Communist Red Guard of the 60s. The video went viral and has been seen by almost 12 million people so far. Okay? So what did you start to get then? You started to get people, you know, saying, oh, yo, it's good to peacefully, Democrats saying, oh, it's good to peacefully protest and, and you really, you know, but you really shouldn't riot and it's, it's just bad for us and blah, blah, blah. So listen with this clown, Don Lemon, who's really the, one of the biggest jokes on TV. Listen what he's talked to when he's talking to Cuomo's brother on CNN. It's what? The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know, and I know, It's showing up in the polling. Mm -hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. See? So listen to what he's saying. Don't stop the violence because you're hurting black Americans in those cities. You're burning down black and Hispanic and Asian businesses, right? Don't stop this because it's wrong Oh, no, stop it, because the polling shows it's hurting Joe Biden. That's what cretin these people are, these anti-American communists, right? It's pathetic. And so what else is pathetic? Yeah, our buddy Joe Biden, right? Because that woman on C-SPAN and everybody's saying not one word during their convention about the riots, not one word. So what happens? Joe Biden finally breaks his silence on urban violence. And yeah, it's too late. Joe Biden finally raised an objection to the riots, arson, murder, and looting, tearing apart American cities. To be sure, his wasn't a strong voice, but at least he finally broke his silence. The needless violence won't heal us, the Democrat nominee said in a statement focused mostly on the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It, it's very little and very late, maybe even too late to save his campaign because that's just a weak statement. Uh, let's see. Dems made what I believe to be a historic error in failing to say a single word, a single word about the national urban crisis during their convention last week. They said nothing about the violence and the tent cities of homeless popping up everywhere, yet embraced the Black Lives Movement, frequently criticizing the police and romanticized protesters as a new wave of selfless heroes. Baloney. But what the nation is witnessing is not protest and is certainly not heroic. It's a generational assault on America's founding principles and our modern way of life. Murder and arson do not bring about social justice. The country has noticed, slowly but surely, the nation is awaking to horror unfolding on television screens night after night and the fact that the Dems have been MIA in the battle for safety. Unfortunately, it's not unfolding night after night 
because the Dem media, the communist media, CNN and MSLSD, ABC, NBC, all of them aren't showing the riots. That's why you come to WeThePeopleConvention.org and watch the videos or watch Fox News or One America News, which does a great job. So they're all talk, no action, don't care about you, don't care about blacks or minorities. They care about power. That's all they care about. So what does Trump do? He doesn't talk. Trump sends 500 National Guard troops to deploy to Kenosha following the night of deadly protests. President Trump said, we will not stand for looting, arson, violence, and lawlessness on American streets. My team just got the phone with Governor Evers from Wisconsin, who agreed to accept federal assistance. Today, I will be sending federal law enforcement and National Guard to Kenosha, Wisconsin, to restore law and order. Yes, Mr. President, yes. That's what we, the people, want to see. Lock these people up. This isn't protesting, folks. And I'm going to show you some things later that are just unbelievably mind-blowing to prove it's not protesting. But I also want you to hear this clip from the parents uh, of this Jacob uh, person who was shot by the police in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And again, this is all jumping the gun. The evidence is not clear. He had a weapon that he would not, he fought the police. They tried to restrain him. And when they shot him, they were afraid for their lives. So again, don't jump to the conclusion that this is all innocent. The same thing's happening with George Floyd, by the way. You know, the media won't report that to you, but the coroner's report is now saying that George Floyd didn't suffocate because the police officer had his a knee on his neck. He suffocated because his lungs were so full because he was overdosing on fentanyl. But listen what to the mother of this uh, Jacoby Blake has to say about how these voters, these rioters are taking advantage of her family. You, the the destruction that that has been taking place in cities across the country and in in uh, and in Kenosha. I heard you you speak about that. And my question is, you said that you don't want that in Jacob's name and neither would he. Tell me more about that, please. Absolutely not. My family and I are very hurt and quite frankly disgusted. And as his mother, please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. You shouldn't do it. People shouldn't do it anyway. But to use my child or any other mother or father's child, our tragedy, to react in that manner is just not acceptable. Mm. And it's not helping Jacob. It's not helping Jacob or any other of the men or women who has suffered in these areas. Do you have anything to say, Ms. Jackson, to the politicians who are out there or do anything you want to say? <laughs> to the presidents or the candidates or to Trump or Biden or anything like that? For, for our President Trump, um, first, I want to say a family member, and I don't know if it was heard or not said something that was um, not kind. She is hurting, and um, I do apologize for that. Our outburst that does not reflect um, our behavior. 
And then also for President Trump, um, I'm sorry I missed your call because had I not missed your call, maybe the comments that you made would have been different. And I'm not mad at you at all. Hmm. I have most respect for you as the leader of our country. Um, And so there you have a, a black man and woman whose son was shot by police who are acting like Americans who are understanding that you can't jump to conclusions that it isn't right to burn their city down in the name of their son. And, and they, and she talked about respecting the president of the United States. And if you could watch the podcast, see Don Lemon's face. He didn't know what to say. It's real simple folks. Nobody wants to see their city burning down. And it's, it is white indoctrinated college kids and, and wealthy t- big tech CEOs and Wall Street people who are paying these people to attack your country. And they're being rejected. And, they're, and we're taking care of business. Here's another story. 71 arrested and charged in Louisville after a protest amid uh, the death of uh, Breonna Taylor in Louisville. In Louisville Wednesday, protesters were charged with disorderly conduct and obstructing a roadway during a sit-in demonstration against police. Among those arrested was the leader of the 2017 Women's March, Linda Sarsour, who once advocated for bringing Sharia law into the U.S. Have a nice day. 71 of them arrested. But this is how nuts it's getting, folks. This story will just put it all in perspective for you, okay? In Minnesota... Massive looting breaks out in Minneapolis Minneapolis, after man kills himself, but people blame the cops. The guy commits suicide. The rumor spreads on social media that the police killed the black man who indeed killed himself and that they started vandalizing another Target store. Saks Fifth Avenue. This woman said, I saw mobs vandalizing and looting stores. I can still hear shots being fired, glasses breaking. It's crazy. All this because of a big misunderstanding. False rumors spread like wildfire. Peace out, people. Please stop. Here's the memo. It has nothing to do with race relations. It has nothing to do with police killing black people. LeBron James, you moron who don't even understand any of this, okay? They're looting and and rioting to take property and to take your country. And so let's learn from history before I break in and shut off the radio show. Here's a graphic I'm putting up on the screen from 1933. And it says, in 1933, Hitler appointed Hermann Goering Minister of the Interior. His his first orders were to defund and eliminate police departments so that they would not interfere with his brown shirts, whose mission it was to riot, burn, beat up, and kill citizens in an effort to sway elections to elect Adolf Hitler to be Chancellor of Germany. Not making it up. That's how this works. These people in Portland and Seattle, they are brown shirts. They are the enemies of our nation. And we must either defeat them, lock them up, deport them. And yes, some of them are going to die because they're that stupid. And so that's what it's going to take, folks, because 
they're not going to stop because they think they can do it with impunity. They think there's no consequences. Well, Donald J. Trump is bringing some consequences. And we're going to talk about more about that when we come back after the break. If you're listening to the radio show, thank you for doing so. Please tell others to do so. Make sure that you, you know, text to the uh, NRA. That you do the the P P P two P to the NRA, the door to door. You know, let's do the Trump train rallies. Go to Free Ohio now. Okay, let me know if you have a place to put a sign at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. Do something. Register someone to vote. Volunteer or, or sign up to work the polls and get paid. It's time. Now is the time. It's now or never. And you do not want to be sitting there on election day if we've lost our nation and you didn't give everything you had. You do not want to be in that situation. So it's time to look deep and decide what will you do to defend your nation. You're watching the We The People Convention news and opinion podcast and radio show. My name is Tom Zawistowski, and we'll be back next week. The We The People Convention news and opinion radio program is paid for by donors like you. You can donate to the We The People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We The People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. All right, and we're back, and we're glad you're with us, and we've got lots more to cover. We have not talked about the convention, and I hope that you've watched some of it. I thought the opening night was spectacular. I thought nights two and three were okay. Uh, there were some really good parts. I'm sure you have your favorites. Uh, uh, President Trump's knocking it out of the park. His Again, I mean, his platform is just so unbelievable. And I'm going to play a video for you that I think encapsulates that, that came from the first night of the convention. And, and I put it out there, uh, that when, you know, on Tuesday morning after the convention started, and I want to play it for you now because I just think it says a lot about why President Trump is going to win. Please watch this video with me. I didn't back down from my promises, and I've kept every single one. This current administration had made hope possible. We want this nation to continue to be the beacon of hope for the world. How many people said they're going to leave America if Donald Trump was elected? They're all still here and they're not going anywhere because we are in the land of the free. We will never, ever sign bad trade deals. America first again. America first. America's great USMCA trade bill. This is a big win for the United States of America. This is a great trade deal. We are going to lift the restrictions on the production of American energy. We will create millions of more jobs. Hope to me is the belief in a better tomorrow and creating a better future for our children. When I look in the eyes of my grandchildren, I want them to know that their papa was not silent. We will rescue kids from failing schools by helping their parents send them to a safe school of their choice. completely rebuild our depleted military. The countries that we are protecting, a 
at a massive cost to us will be asked to pay their fair share. We will take care of our great veterans like they have never been taken care of before. This guy saved me. Yeah. He saved me. Thanks to him. I'm here. To me, he's giving people hope. What he's doing for the poor people, what he's doing for everybody. We are going to appoint justices of the United States Supreme Court who will uphold our laws and our constitution. By supporting law enforcement, it's so important for keeping America great. As long as I'm president, I will never defund your police, that I promise you. It's time to deliver a victory for the American people. We are going to start winning again. It's called Promises Made, Promises Made. So there you have it. Promises made, promises kept. And that's unusual, to say the least, for a politician, right? How many politicians have made promises and kept them? Almost none. It's, it's really what's changed everything. And so, you know, President Trump, the convention has been a big success. Uh, someone, you know, I didn't watch the Democratic convention because I can't stand to have people lie to me to my face. But people said to me that the Democratic convention looked like a high school play production and that Trump RNC you know, convention looks like a blockbuster movie production. It's that clean. It's that slick. It's that you know, well-produced. And the content's been terrific. And I, and I ask you to you know, watch these videos of people. You know, I mean, I don't care who you want. You know, Rand Paul was terrific. Uh, the Sandman kid from Covington High School was awesome. Uh, you know, there, there's been everything from Native American Indians to people who helped fight, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, the segregation and, and the civil rights movement in the 60s to, you know, uh, a Chinese man who talked about, you know, escaping from China. It's it's America that you're seeing. The Democrats put all these, you know, movie stars and it's a freak show. It's every dysfunctional person in America was on their screen. And what you saw on the screen with their RNC was real America, the real Americans, the people who we are, the people who love this country and then will do what it takes to fight for it. And that's why we're going to win. Now, the ratings were down for the convention and they were down for the DNC and the RNC. Uh, the first night um, in the RNC, they got 18.7 million people on TV and the, um, and the RNC only got 16 million but then by the second night, that kind of reversed. Uh, the one thing that is true is that on C-SPAN, uh, there were f- uh, 400,000 people who watched the first night of the RNC convention on C-SPAN, and only 71,000 watched it uh, for the uh, DNC convention. So that was a pretty big deal. But, but somebody watched it, because I want to play one more call to C-SPAN. You know, they have these people that call in. And, and listen to this guy from Lorraine, Ohio, and hear what he has to say. Rick in Lorraine, Ohio, Democrat. Hi, Rick. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm a lifelong Democrat. I'm from Lorraine, Ohio, which is a Democrat city in Ohio. And I just want to say after watching the convention tonight on TV, on C-SPAN here, I am definitely changing my vote to Republican. And I'll tell you what, 
They just put the Democratic Party to, or the Republican Party to shame. I'm going to follow the Republican Party now. But why? What, what, what was it that convinced you about tonight? It was the heartfelt way they came across to the American people. And I was really touched by the number of times they used the word God. They put God into everything. And the people on the Democratic side on their convention act like they were pushing God right out of it. And that had a lot to do with changing my mind. So that's one of the things that you saw. You saw God and country. And in a Democratic Party, you saw no God and communism and defund the police and open borders. And we're going to tell you what you can do, whether you can, you know, how, what car you can drive, what, you know, what job you can have, what your kids can learn in school. It was about state control versus freedom and liberty and prosperity. And that message is resonating, folks, because that's what Americans want. We can disagree about some things, but there's some fundamental things we don't disagree about. And one of those is, or some of those are freedom, individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. We don't disagree about those. That's what we want. And so that was a big deal. The convention's been a huge success. Biden got no pop. Normally at a convention, the the party after their convention gets a 10 or 15 point percent leap in their, uh, you know, voter, uh, you know, following people that support them. That did not happen to the DNC. They got nothing. And Trump vaulted past them before his convention even started. And when he's talking about things like school choice, do you realize how important that is? Particularly when most parents are angry as heck at their school boards, at their teachers, and at the unions because they're hurting their children. They School choice gets Donald Trump 20% of the black vote just on that issue. And then you throw in you know, defend the police, not defund the police, and law and order and stopping this insanity. It, the polls are showing it. The, the, he's got a 34% approval rating among blacks. He's got a 45% approval rating among, among uh, Hispanics. If they don't steal this election and we're going to stop them from stealing this election, it's going to be a landslide. But we got to do the work because these are evil people we're fighting. And it's really a problem. And so here's another problem that we're fighting. And we have to fight this. So in that Jacob Blake shooting in Minneapolis or in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the Justice Department launched a civil rights investigation. Okay? Now, again, that that infers that there was racism involved with the way they handled that young black man. And and it's just amazing to me that you can jump to that conclusion when you don't even have the real data yet, okay? But we sent out something this week where we're talking about this incident in Portland where the Black Lives Matter people beat this white guy and his girlfriend for like half an hour, and then this animal kicks him in the head from behind like he's kicking a football off a tee. And and I put out a meme, and it's on the screen now. It says, why is this vicious racist beating not being prosecuted as a federal hate crime? Write the DOJ and demand it. www.justice.gov or call 202-353-1555. But we didn't just have you call. We talked to Peter Kersenow, who's on the U.S. Commission of Civil Rights, and, and then we wrote a letter 
to him and Assistant Attorney General Eric Drebond, who is the DOJ Civil Rights Division head, okay? He was the guy that just announced that they had decided that Yale University was discriminating against white people. What a concept. So we wrote this letter that went out, and we had about 30 uh, groups sign it. And you can go to WeThePeopleConvention.org, and you can see the image of the, you know, why is this vicious race beating not being prosecuted. And in that article, you'll see everyone who signed this letter. And in the letter, we said, we the signees are writing to demand a full investigation by the DOJ Civil Rights Division and the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights into the vicious beating of Adam Hanner and Tammy Martin in Portland, Oregon on Sunday, August 16th by members of the group Black Lives Matter. From the video evidence and statements made by Mr. Love, who's the guy that kicked him in the head, and by Mr. Hanmer and Ms. Martin, it appears that the motivation for this savage beating of two white people was based solely upon the color of their skin. Attorney General William Barr has made it clear that his mission for the DOJ is to restore the application of equal justice under the law. He talks about that all the time, whether it's religious liberty, whether it's the Durham investigation with Russiagate, whatever. It is also clear that former AGs Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch did not apply the law equally. In fact, they intentionally applied the law unfairly in many cases by not protecting white citizens from being the victims of hate crimes by people of another race. This egregious position by these former DOJ leaders has caused irreparable harm to the rule of law and to our culture and must be rectified. That is why we are urging you to act in this very disturbing case because some in our society have used this unlawful application of federal law by past AGs to give them implicit permission to physically attack white citizens at will. Not just in this case, but in many others, such as the heinous knockout game, where defenseless and unsuspecting victims, many of whom are elderly, are assaulted and even killed for no reason other than being white. It is the responsibility of the DOJ Civil Rights Division and the Civil Rights Commission to protect all citizens from hate crimes. It is long past time for you both to make clear that whites have the same equal protection under the law as any race, gender, or ethnicity. We got that letter to them. We're hoping to force a, a, a public announcement by the DOJ that they're investigating the Portland incident as a hate crime so that we can damage Black Lives Matter because they're not about black lives. They're a Marxist hate group, and they need to be prosecuted. They need to be labeled with the hate crime moniker, and that's what we're trying to do. And I thank all the conservative leaders who put their name on that letter. Thank you so much to all of you. All right, another big story this week. Our good friend and a real conservative, State Representative John Becker, filed uh, articles of impeachment against Ohio, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine this week. And this was a courageous act, folks. He announced that he had drafted 10 articles of impeachment against Governor Mike DeWine, is asking all 98 of his House colleagues to join him in ending the madness. He, he talked about in his statement that DeWine had vetoed, uh, you know, Senate Bill 55. And he was starting to veto other reasonable legislation, such as SB1 and House Bill 618, that would rein in the governor and give the legislature some say in what he's doing with the COVID stuff. And, and he, he basically said DeWine needs to be impeached because he has violated the Ohio and United States constitutions, as well as multiple sections of the Ohio Revised Code. 
Among his abuse of power, he meddled in the conduct of a presidential uh, primary election and arbitrarily closed certain businesses while allowing other businesses to remain open. He later instituted a statewide mask mandate, implementing that requirement as a condition of employment, making Ohio a hostile work environment. And then he goes on to list other things. And we agree with this. And we, you know, we know that this doesn't have much of a chance because if it had a chance, they would have done this five months ago. But, but Larry Obhoff, the Senate leader, is a coward. He's a co- total coward. And, and the new guy, this cup guy, who's been, who after Householder got, you know, charged by the police with, you know, uh, taking $61 million in bribes, this cup guy, who's a, a DeWine uh, sycophant, he takes over as a Speaker of the House, and what does he say? He says, oh, Cuff said the impeachment effort was an imprudent attempt to escalate disagreement with the governor to a, cons- a state of constitutional crisis. Even serious policy disagreements do not rise to the level of impeachment under our Constitution, the statement read. Policy disagreements? Serious policy disagreements? The governor himself announced that he had, did not have the power to cancel an election. That is solely reserved to the legislator. He went to a court, an Ohio state court, and they said, no, you don't have the right. And he did it anyway. That's not a serious policy disagreement. That's breaking the law. The governor of any state has no right to break the law. And it goes way beyond that because he's lied to the citizens of Ohio. He should be arrested for inciting panic because he's, he's, that's all he's done. He's not given us the information we've asked for. He's just scared people to death, and he's destroyed billions, $100 billion worth of business in Ohio. This is what he's done. He's the guy, you tell me that he shouldn't be impeached. This is the governor who said publicly that he knew that the Ohio workman's comp system was a disaster. It was broken and had been broken for a long time and won't be fixed for a long time. And then he put a million Ohio workers into that broken system. And people went for 10, 12, 14 weeks without an unemployment check. You don't think you should get impeached for that? If that's not, you know, malfeasance, if that isn't your, your inability to do your job, to intentionally hurt those people, Ohio citizens, yeah, Cup's a clown. But the bigger clown is Jane Timken, the, you know, the Republican Party chairman who stupidly released this statement. It is despicable that anyone who considers themselves to be conservative would make an attempt to impeach Governor DeWine. Oh, really, Jane? Really? Despicable? John Becker's despicable because he's standing up for the law? He's standing up for his constituents? All he wants to do is have our government function? You know what's despicable, Jane? How about being the person who knew what was going on with Householder and what's going on with First Energy and what's going on with Matt Borges? How about being the person who knew the pay-to-play was going on and did nothing to stop it? That's despicable, Jane. You know what's despicable, Jane? Yeah, what's despicable, Jane, is while First Energy was bribing Householder in the House to to pass uh, the uh, House Bills 5 or 6, whatever it was, that gave the money to them for the nuclear power plants, that they gave lots of money to the Ohio Republican Party. First Energy gave lots of money to you, Jane, 
and you donated it to DeWine's campaign so he could be elected governor and pass the bill that gave First Energy what they wanted. That's called money laundering, Jane. Isn't that despicable? I'd call that despicable. You're all corrupt. You all should go to prison. You're a disgrace, Jane Timken. And prove me wrong. Show me that the Republican Party wasn't the biggest donor to DeWine. And show me that First Energy wasn't the biggest donor to you. Show me that you didn't launder their money to buy votes. Because that's all you know how to do is sell your votes. You're corrupt to the core. The Republican Party's a mafia. It's not a party. You don't give a damn about the people in the Republican Party. You don't give a damn about President Trump. You don't give a damn about our state and our country. You only care about you and the money you guys can steal from honest, hardworking Americans and citizens of Ohio. And the COVID thing is just a disgusting disgrace. And DeWine is going to pay for this. And Houston's going to pay for this. Yeah, John Houston, the person who said he's going to uh, shut off your electricity and, 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 your pa- and your water at your business if you don't follow the rules that they laid down for you, right? The rules that the courts have found are illegal, John Houston. Yeah, John Houston, the one who said he's going to send people to the high school football games to rat on you if you don't do what they tell you and only have 1,500 people or 15% of the crowd, whatever they dictate, John Houston, you creep. You cretin, give it up, dude. You have no future in politics. You're a thug. And here's the proof of this. Here's a trend line. Here's a chart for you to look at COVID deaths. We, we, for the first time since July, COVID deaths were under 1,000 this week. First time. Why are we still in a state of emergency? It's disgusting. And then, and then you know, here's another chart. The new cases. The cases are dropping off. And here's a, here's a memo for you morons. Cases are not sick people. But you don't understand that. You're using cases to damage us, to damage the citizens. Why? Because you are never Trumpers. Mike DeWine, John Houston, Dave Yost, you're all never Trumpers. That's all there is to it. That's why none of you are anywhere in the state. And Rob Portman, what a joke you are, right? This is the week of the Republican convention. Where are all you guys? Where's Ohio's representation at the convention, right? Other than Jim Jordan. Yeah, because none of you people, Jane Timken, all of you people, you're not helping Donald Trump. You're only helping yourselves. And so the, the, you know, while you're disguising and you're lying to the Ohio citizens about COVID and you're imposing these heinous sanctions on us against the law, and they will be proven to be against the law, and we're going to fix it so you never can do this again. Mark my words. The DOJ and President Trump are standing strong. I love this story. DOJ probes nursing home deaths in four states, including New York. The U.S. Department of Justice has opened a preliminary inquiry into the coronavirus nursing home policies of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Michigan that it says may have resulted in the deaths of thousands of elderly home nursing residents. The Justice Department release says the state required nursing homes to admit COVID-19 patients to their vulnerable populations, often without adequate testing. The Justice Department partially honed in on Governor Andrew Cuomo and his health commissioner, Dr. Howard Zucker's controversial March 25th order that required nursing homes accept COVID-19 residents discharged from hospitals while barring the facilities from screening them from the killer bug. 
And so the DOJ is going to investigate Cuomo when the media won't. And going to investigate, I hope, DeWine. See, they're going after four Dems. But we need to go after the Republicans, too. Because Mike DeWine did not protect the people in Ohio's nursing homes. That's where our deaths are. And that's just a fact. So, yeah. Well, we, we'll, deal with, we'll deal with these clowns in Ohio. And John Becker, you're a hero. And everyone should thank him. And Nino Vitale and, and Paul Zeltwanger and, and uh, you know, anybody else that supports this. Candace Keller, I believe, has supported this. And you should call all your House members and demand that they support the impeachment of Mike DeWine because he's a criminal and he's a thug and he's an incompetent fool. Anyway, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion radio show and podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. This is Jordan Sekulow with the American Center for Law and Justice. At the ACLJ, we are committed to fighting the deep state and protecting freedom, the right to life, religious liberty, and fighting for the Constitution. The ACLJ has experienced tremendous success in litigating cases at all levels of the judiciary, from the federal district court level to the Supreme Court of the United States. We have offices in Washington, D.C., Jerusalem, and all around the world. You can find out more about the ACLJ and join us by visiting aclj.org. Did you know that the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio is the largest statewide life group in the state? Are you tired of the compromised approach to pro-life legislation that has been the status quo for far too long? Since 2017, the efforts of the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio has changed that approach, closing loopholes and making pro-life laws enforceable. Visit rtlaohio.org or call 440-668-4049 for details. All right, we're back for our final segment, and we are sure glad you're with us. And that last piece is why you listen to this podcast, so you can get some information that you're not going to get anywhere else. And, um, you know, I've been going a little longer the last couple of weeks because of the podcast because I'm we're doing so much to help the Trump campaign and to win and defend our country. And I have to do that in the first segment, and that, you know, kind of leaves no room for the news. But I've got a few more stories. I'm going to wrap it up, and, uh, and you know, this is important. I keep telling you, folks, the enemy is China. The Democratic Party is funded by China. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all of them are getting money from worldwide communism. This is the beginning of World War III. And if we want to avoid an absolutely worldwide shooting war, we've got to defeat these people while we still can by defunding them and blocking up these protesters and not giving China any breathing room. We are doing that. President Trump is doing that. Our Defense Department is doing that. Pompeo is doing that. But I want you to be aware of the seriousness of what's going on. Because here's another story that you didn't hear. You need to hear. This week, China launched two missiles, including an aircraft carrier killer in the South China Sea on Wednesday morning, a source close to the Chinese military said, sending a clear warning to the United States. This, is, this move came one day after China said a U.S. U-2 spy plane entered a no-fly zone without permission during a Chinese live-fire naval drill in the Bohan Sea off its north coast. One of the missiles, a DF-26B, was launched from the northwestern province of Qinghai, while the other, a DF-21D, lifted off from Zhangjiang province in the east. Folks, this is serious stuff, okay? And the DOJ, the Trump DOJ, indicted another Chinese person in the United States, a NASA researcher. 
involved in the Chinese Communist Party espionage scheme. Uh, his name is uh, Zhang Dong Cheng, faces charge of wire fraud, conspiracy, and false statements, according to a criminal complaint released by the Justice Department on Monday. He is arrested on Sunday. The NASA researcher and Texas A&M University professor has been charged with accepting federal grant money while hiding his connections to the Chinese government. Uh, this is all part of the Thousand Talents Plan, which seeks to lure top scientific talent from the world, especially the U.S., to aid China's technological development, allowing the country to obtain a scientific cutting edge by deploying deceitful tactics such as intellectual property, ta- property theft, because why? They can't develop this stuff like we can. And so they steal it. And, and Barack Obama and Joe Biden and, and George Bush and the Republicans and John McCain and all the Never Trumpers have let them steal this from us and put us in dire, dire situations, which we are in right now. The U.S. also sanctions Chinese companies involved in the militarization of the South China Sea. Um, if you will recall, during your mama years, the, the, the Chinese tried to take control of the South China Sea, which is in international waters. It's the biggest trade route in the the Southeast Asia. And they went and started building these artificial islands, artificial islands in the Pacific Ocean where they put airfields and missile sites. And Obama let them. Brennan let them. Clapper let them do this. And now Trump's trying to undo it. And so one of the things he's done is... it. It is basically uh, put sanctions on two dozen Chinese companies to a trade blacklist for helping the Chinese military construct and militarize the internationally condemned artificial islands of the South China Sea. The designation prohibits American firms from doing business with these companies unless they obtain a special license. The State Department also announced it will impose visa restrictions on Chinese citizens responsible for or complicit in building or militarizing these artificial islands. Okay. This is, this is the fight that we're in. And, and I don't know if you saw this, but there was a blind Chinese dissident who spoke at the convention, at the Republican convention. And it was amazing. Here's a guy who's Chinese, who's blind, who's using Braille to speak to you in English about China. And the Chinese civil rights actor Chen Gong Cheng Persecuted for drawing attention to the forced abortions under the Chinese Communist Party's notorious one-child policy, said Wednesday, President Trump has shown the courage to wage the fight needed to stop the CCP's aggressions. Viewers turned to some of the television networks would have missed Chen's speech to the National Republican National Convention because people like MSNBC, PBS, and, uh, and NBC, they, and ABC, they switched off. Because you know Why? They're in bed with the Chinese. While this guy spoke, PBS, MSNBC, and ABC switched off from his speech. And I saw a story earlier this week that talked about former CNN news people. People that were on CNN are now working directly for the Chinese government on a propaganda news operation that they're running here in the United States. This is our enemy, folks. Red China. And if you vote for any Democrat, for any office, you are voting for the communist takeover of our nation. You are a commie and a commie sympathizer if you vote Democrat. 
It's not my opinion. It's just a fact. Got two more stories. We're going to wrap this up. This one will make you angry. This is from Tennessee. Rutherford County Schools tell parents not to monitor their child's virtual classrooms. Parents of students who attend Rutherford County Schools must agree not to monitor their child's online classroom sessions. Officials at all county schools are asking parents to sign a form agreeing not to watch these virtual classes. RCS strives to present their opportunities in a secure format to protect student privacy to the greatest extent possible. However, because these means will cover virtually, uh, virtually, RSS is limited in an ability to fully control certain factors such as non-students observers that may be present in the home of a student participating in the virtual meeting. RCS strongly discourages non-student observation of online meetings due to the potential of confidential information about a student being revealed. The form asks parents for their signature and warns that violation of this agreement may result in RCS removing my child from the virtual meeting. So you're sending your kid to school. You're paying tax dollars to have them educated. They're doing distance learning over the computer And they're telling you that if you watch your kid's session, they may throw your kid out of school. And they said the reason for that was is because they they wanted to protect the privacy of the other students and didn't think it was right for parents to see the other students in the classroom. Really? Would you agree to that? That's why we need school choice. That's why we need to completely take apart the U.S. education system, because it isn't an education system. The U.S. education system is a jobs program for adults. It has nothing to do with children. Nothing. They don't care about your children. The unions don't care about your children. And so we need to destroy the unions, destroy this this current school structure. You need to get vouchers, and you need to hire who you want to teach your kids what you want them to learn. And God willing, this difficult fight we're in is going to result in us achieving things like that. And if we do, America will rise to heights unprecedented. That's what's at stake. That's why you're fighting the fight that I'm asking you to fight. That's why you're willing to give your all. Because it matters. It matters. And so I'm going to close this show with a point of personal privilege. I know you know that a name like Zawistowski I'm of Polish descent, and I'm proud of my Polish heritage. I mean, I'm proud to be an American, but I do look at Poland, and and I do appreciate her, and I do support Poland. And and from the beginning of our country, Tadeusz Kosciuszko, who was a Polish uh, engineer and, and, and soldier who came to help Washington, and if you read history, you will see that this Polish patriot who came to America because of the Declaration of Independence to help us free ourselves from Britain, and become the country we are, his efforts were unbelievably important to Washington. And and so I want to bring to your attention something that happened 100 years ago today, because it shows that when you fight, history will remember and it's important. And what I want to bring to your attention is something that you're not going to know anything about. It's called the Battle of Warsaw, celebrating the centennial of a Polish victory. This month marks the 100th anniversary of one of the most important military engagements of the 20th century. It will be celebrated in Poland, the country that won it decisively. The losing country 
Vladimir Lenin's nightmarish gulag known as the Soviet Union is thankfully extinct. Free people everywhere should be grateful to the Poles for the victory in 1920, 100 years ago, and for the victory over the Soviet Union when Lech Walesa and the Polish you know, people stood up and the Pope and Ronald Reagan destroyed communism. But listen to this story. This is amazing. Bolshevik theoretician and Lenin confidant Nikolai Bukharin publicly declared that the campaign would take communist forces straight to London and Paris. In a letter to Joseph Stalin, Leonard suggested the Red Army should attack Romania, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, and for the purposes of provoking a communist revolution in Italy, to which Stalin replied in the affirmative. During the summer of 2020, uh, 1920, Soviets looked like they were unstoppable as they pushed to within striking distance of the Polish capital from August 12th to August 25th. The Battle of Warsaw raged. Foreign observers expected the imminent collapse of Poland. Then the tactical brilliance of General Pilsudski, P-I-L-S-U-D-S-K-I, Pilsudski, and his chief of staff, Tadeusz Jordan Rozawadzki, Plus, the legendary courage of Polish fighters combined to produce what Poles called the miracle of Vistula. Basically, what this is, is that when, remember, the Russian Revolution happened, you know, in like 1918. And and Stalin and Lenin, they wanted to spread it throughout Europe. But the Poles stood in the way. And, and... So they thought they could rush through Poland, go to Germany. And if you remember your history, when Hitler rose in Germany, his biggest rival were the communists. And even in the United States, communism was very popular here. The New York Times was the biggest promoter of communism and Lenin and Stalin in the United States. From the beginning, most people thought, what a great idea. It's a new form of government where everyone is treated equal. They did not understand the horrors, but the Poles did. And after the Bolshevik Revolution, where Stalin and those guys killed the czars, they were greedy for more land. They wanted to spread it. And Poland stood up and fought, just like we did against the British. And they used a great tactical maneuver in the Battle of Warsaw, where they were engaged with the Russians, who had more soldiers, more cavalry, more cannons, more you know armor, and they, they did a motion where they, they, did a, they went around the flank of the Russians and attacked them from behind and drove them out of Poland and then won the war. And they saved Germany and France and England and Italy from communism, only to be crushed again during World War II when they were pincered between Germany and Russia. And while we, the Americans, while we have this benefit as an incredible geography where we have these two oceans that help protect us. Poland has not had that. They have had the exact opposite. They have Their country has been destroyed and rebuilt more times than I can count because they were always between these powerful forces of Russia and Germany. But today, they are still one of our greatest allies. And President Trump just said we were moving troops out of Germany into Poland because Poland is paying. They're one of the few NATO countries that pay the 2% of GDP and are arming up to fight the Russians because they're a proud nation. I, I tell you this story so you remember that it's people like you that fight the fights and win the fights. The general from Poland didn't win that fight. 
the people of Poland who took his orders and fought the fight, defeated the Russian communists. And that's what you got to do now. You've got to go to, you know, to the NRA and you've got to sign up to do texting at 703-708-4664. Text P2P or D2D or PA to 703-708-4664. You're the one that has to do the sine waves or do the Trump train you know, uh, road rallies, right? By going to freeohionow.com. You're the guys that have to you know, help us get barn billboards put up that will tell people that we support Trump. It's Our banner says, your family's safety depends on this election. You need to donate to the We the People Convention at wethepeopleconvention.org to help make that possible. It's up to us. It's not up to Donald Trump. It's not up to anyone else. It's up to us. It's up to you and me. As small as we are, just little people. I'm just a fat, short, fat Polish guy in Akron, Ohio. I'm nobody. But if I fight, I'm somebody. If you fight, you're somebody. We need to be somebody. We need to be Americans. We need to be proud Americans. We need to defeat the communists who are trying to destroy our country. And remember, there's the one Cuban guy. You need to go look at the one Cuban person who spoke. Because he said, I've seen this all before. He knows what this is. He saw it in Cuba. And he also reminded us that there is no place to go. This is it. The last hope for mankind on this earth. There is no place for us to go. And so I hope you will take into account, you know, the, you know, what I, I always say, you know, at the end of the podcast, when I put up, you know, the sign that talks about Winston Churchill's words. But tell people about this podcast. Share this. Inform them. Send me your comments and stories. A lot of the stories in this came from you. But read this quote at the end and know what, what Winston Churchill is saying to you. Because we have every ability to win. And if we don't win, it's only because of our inability, our unwillingness to take action to do the right things. Stand and fight, my fellow patriots, and I assure you, we will see a victory like you can't even imagine. And four years of Donald Trump, that will transform America, Barack Obama, in a way you don't ever want to see it transformed, but we do. God bless all of you, and God bless America. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Show and Podcast, and I'm Tom Zawistowski.